So much great Advertising Week content, so little time. Snackable AI is now helping you navigate podcasts like this one, event sessions, and other content with chapters, topic tags, and more. Find the insights that matter to you faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai. On this episode of the AW360 podcast, we're pleased to welcome Paul Hirsch, President and CEO of Dorimus. Paul fills us in on what we can expect from the new B2B Creative Lion category at Cannes this year, as well as the similarities and differences between creative in the B2B and B2C spaces in general. I hope you enjoy this episode. Paul Hirsch, welcome to the AW360 podcast. We're pleased to have you on today. Well, thanks for having me, Richard. I'm uh, happy to be here. You are President and Chief Creative Officer at Dorimus. Tell us a little bit about Dorimus and what you do. Well, yeah, um, it, it's interesting. Yes, I am uh, President and Chief Creative Officer. Uh, certainly the Chief Creative Officer is a title that fits me extremely well. The president is something I'm still growing into. I'm <laughs> an art director by trade and, uh, you know, I've been doing this a long time. And um, yeah, I run the show at Doremus. We have offices in San Francisco, New York, London, and kind of around the world. So, um, you know, we are a B2B company solely focused on, on B2B. And you have coined a term that I received ahead of this that made me laugh. Like it was a literal laugh out loud moment. B to boring. What is B to boring? <laughs> well, it's funny. I'm not sure I can take credit for B to boring. You know, I think over the years, I think um, people, I think they've tried to mean it as a compliment, you know, when they've worked on B2B work that B2B doesn't have to be boring. Um, you know, other people, other companies, I think, who don't really specialize in B2B kind of say that when they're surprised that they kind of do something interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, that term is, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of dislike it. I dislike <laughs> it in, you know, cause it's just B2B is like anything else. It's, it's like, you know, B2C, it's like healthcare or wellness, you know, it all depends on the work that's being done. And, you know, we having spent a long time working on traditional B2B, B2C clients, you know, I could say that for a lot of B2C work that a lot of that stuff is boring. You know, I mean, you turn on your television, you look at your video on demand, you drive down the street, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of bad shit out there. So I don't think it's directly limited to uh, the world of B2B. So. No, that makes sense. And I think, you know, with a creative background though, it seems like one of the things you would want to strive for is to make things more entertaining, more interesting for yourself. And that's not something that I think B2B has traditionally been known for, if I'm not mistaken. At least I really feel like if, if you challenged me, I could count on one hand the amount of times I've thought of B2B as being exciting or entertaining or new, fresh, or different. What sorts of things do you do to keep that interesting for yourself and, you know, for the work that you do? Well, that's, I, I think you are, I think you're, you're dead on. I think B2B as a category to a certain extent isn't ex, as exciting as B2C or hasn't been uh, to a, a certain extent. It does, it is tough. The clients are tough. The work is a little more detailed, um, but that doesn't mean it has to go to boring. Um, but, you know, traditional B2B work has been, has been a little under the radar. 
you know, I think it's, it's a matter of some of the clients that are worked on. It's some of the people who have worked on that side. I think some of the budgets that are handled, their opportunities may not be as interesting, but, you know, for me, I, I like to think that we can find creativity in anything mm-hmm. and it's just a, it's just a matter of doing it. So, um, you know, that's, it's certainly a phrase that I think we're trying to combat. Um, you know, it's going to take time just like anything else. And you have, you know, B2C experience. How does B2B and B2C really differ today in your, in your opinion? Uh, that's a great question. Look, I think for me, ideas are ideas, are ideas. Mm-hmm. you know, you put them, whether it's a B2C, but B2B, B2B2C, which some companies focus on, um, ideas are, are anything that's kind of the currency that we deal in. And, and hopefully the more creative, the more better. I, you know, I kind of ascribe to something that, um, oh, there's a dog barking in the background. Sorry, that's my large dog, if anyone listening. It's a Zoom world, and we're just living in it. I mean, that's that's we have more dogs on podcast now than, than we have marketers sometimes, so it's, it's absolutely okay. Yeah, for anyone listening who wants to identify that, that is an 80-pound Bernadoodle wow. uh, whose, whose name is Nugget. <laughs> I think it's really interesting, you know, you, you talk about the things that happened, you know, in Texas and in Buffalo and constantly, and then you, you talk about can, you talk about advertising, you talk about a campaign that is now getting a lot of uh, credit and rightfully so to change the ref, you know, um, mm-hmm. out of Leo Burnett, Chicago, a place I used to work, which is as beautiful and heartfelt as work can get. And, and you hope that does make an impact in the world. And then you see things that happen and it's really kind of tough. So I think that's where, you know, real life and advertising life kind of intersects in this really interesting sort of way. So, uh, you know, a lot of, lot of feelings in terms of that stuff going on right now which is. Yeah, very much so. I think, you know, one of the things that we have talked about at Advertising Week over the past 10 years that I've been with a company is, you know, how much culture is shaped by the advertising world when you're not looking and when you're not thinking about it. Has that been sort of your experience and more so lately, probably than than ever? Gosh, I hope so. I like to think that, you know, people who work in our business and whatever facet it is, you know, whether it is advertising or different capacity marketing and PR can help change things for good. Mm-hmm. I, I really hope so. I hope that, you know, we can put ideas out there in the world, products out there in the world that can change people's lives for the better. I, I like to think that, you know, not that we're just selling stuff, whether it is B2B or B2C or working on a product from a brand campaign to a demand gen activation that um, we can use our skills for good, you know, and I hope Change the Ref, you know, does that. I hope the work that other agencies are doing it. I think, you know, um, it's something, you know, when you talk about judging a can right now, I do think what's interesting is that um, strong, bold ideas do break through. You know, I think uh, work that brands do um, to make an impact do stand out. Um, that is something that is certainly out there. It's not, ads aren't going to win, you know, those are, it's an action, it's a product, it's an initiative, you know, um, you know, bold ideas put into action are really the hallmark of what's going to win this year, or I think has won in previous years. So, um, that's the stuff that we're kind of seeing right now, at least that that I'm seeing so far to date, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm only judged a certain portion of it. I'm not sure how the rest of the jury feels, but to me, the things that are really making um, a note are bold ideas in action. I think that's what comes down to, you know, I think 
there is no difference between B2C and B2B that way. I think, you know, what we are tasked with, you know, as an agency partner is to do that, is to come up with really interesting thoughts. For me, you know, it kind of comes down to four things. I mean, one thing that I try to evangelize at our place and talk about a lot is there's almost like four steps. I think you have to <clears throat> get fucking smart about something. That's the first thing, you know, whatever it is we're learning about that we're knowing about. The second thing is to have a distinct point of view. That really is it, whether that is strategically, creatively with a media approach, you got to have that point of view. And from there, you got to make something good. Great would be better. You know, great is going to what's when it can. Great is what's going to give you that exponential growth. Um, and then you repeat and that's it. And that's kind of, I mean, it's as simple as that is to kind of make something effective, whether it is B2C or B2B. You're making it sound very, very easy, just so you know. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, it's certainly it's more complicated than that. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, though, I mean, you need the thing that's really interesting. You need, hopefully, you can partner up with clients who realize the value of marketing and advertising and kind of go on that journey with you. I mean, there's a lot to be said. You know, B2B, you know, we work on things from what we call from brand to bottom line you know, brand ideas all the way to demand gen. And I think power and strength um, come from doing all the above. I think if you just operate at the demand gen level, uh, you're not going to get that. It's, you're not going to get that. It's almost like getting interest on your checking account these days. Yeah, you might get something, but you are not going to get, um, you're not going to get the response you want. You're not going to get the growth you want. If you want growth, if you want people notice, you you have to take a swing at stuff, you know, strategically, creative, media-wise, even without a big budget. That's a great analogy. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about, you know, the difference to B2C and B2B, I, I think the, the same hold truths for both. I do think um, maybe it starts with clients who are more adept at the notion of, like, taking bigger swings. Um, maybe the budgets are bigger. Maybe the media presence is bigger. Um, but I think there is a more familiarity with that. For me, I think the greatest challenge, and I'm super excited that um, B2B is getting noticed at can this year because hopefully um, more marketers can see the value of great creative, you know, as kind of a exponential growth factor for them, that they can invest in B2B marketing and see where the growth can be. Personally speaking, when it comes to your own inspiration, where do you go to find the things that lead you to great creative? You know, I think you mentioned it. You know, it's like, how do we fit in the world culturally? You know, how do we make an impact? I, I'm the son of a designer. Uh, my dad had a design firm in Chicago growing up, uh, worked a lot in corporate design, identity design. I thought that was really interesting. But for me, I always liked seeing billboards you know, kind of the pop nature of things. Um, I saw I saw an art show growing up at the Art Institute of Chicago. I think it was called something like Hide a Low. <laughs> I think the show was widely panned, but it basically equated low art or what was um, perceived as low art, graffiti, advertisements, and then drawing the relationships with high art, you know, from the Andy Warhols of the world to the Picassos of the world and how they're kind of, working in with low art mediums created all this high art. And for me, I love that. 
you know, so I love the idea of putting things out in public. I love the idea of culture. And I think probably that's where I kind of, you know, get my biggest inspirations of day, these, you know, these days or any days is seeing out there what operates in the world, what strikes people's, you know, hearts and minds and, and trying to uh, bring that into what we do. How do you feel about the shift in focus over the recent years to technology and data and all of this and, and away from sort of the creative history that, you know, advertising has long been known for? I, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, I think you, uh, I think we deal with the tools we have at our disposal mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I think there's always kind of a march towards the future to a certain extent. I mean, I love the fact that I don't have to set type. <laughs> you know? True. Good I'm point. glad I arrived in, in the business at a time that you didn't have to set it. And now look at us. Typography is just an overlooked art. And as the son of a designer and as a type geek, that breaks my heart. You know, um, I once created a headline where I tortured the writer I was working with, my partner, Josh Denberg, because he wrote a headline, which I had a font, this great font, but I, I was missing letters. And I said, you can't write a headline that doesn't have these letters. <laughs> you know, so that doesn't happen. But I do think, you know, I, I think you can't ignore technology. You can't ignore the future. You can't ignore how things are going. I, I think we have to embrace them and use them in ways in, in new and different ways. So I, I, I love that, you know. And looking ahead to Can, what can we expect from the B2B Creative Lion category? What sorts of standards are the work being held to, do you think? I think, you know, I think the standards are going to be the same in every other category. <clears throat> you know, the thing that's really interesting is that we don't have the historical precedent that other categories do. I, you know, you talk about some of the other categories, you know, they go back, I don't know, 50, 60 years. Yeah. I think there's certain people who are more adept at reciting a year and entry of everything that's ever been entered in can. I don't, I don't have that brain capacity. Um, but I do think, you know, that is the precedent, the history there, things that win have to hold up to that. You know, it's, it's gotta be that. So I think they have to be um, world beating ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I think the things that we've seen so far, or at least I've seen so far, like I said, I can't speak for the rest of the jury. We, um, you know, at this taping, what we're doing is we're going through entries and then we're going to compose the shortlist. And then when we get there, we're going to look at the shortlist and then vote on that. So we're going to discuss it from there. So it's still pretty early in the process, but a few things really stand out. I mean, I think powerful thoughts that support a business are it. You need that. That is a hallmark for a powerful thought. As I mentioned earlier, it's not an ad. You know, if you make a nice film, that's great. Congratulations. But it's not enough. It's not enough to really do something that creates this, this crater. You know, it's an action. It's a product. It's an initiative. You know, it's an insight. It's a discovery. It's this crack in the market that gets turned into a piece of communication that people haven't seen before. Um, I think that's, that's something that I think things are standing out. So, you know, bold ideas put into action, I think are really things that are surfacing to be more interesting than other pieces that I've seen. Excellent. Well, Paul, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks so much for taking part. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for listening. 
For more content like this and to learn about Advertising Week's global events for the advertising, marketing, and technology industries, visit www.advertisingweek.com. Chaptering and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously, and share them seamlessly, businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai.